Welcome to the Heart-Centered Warriors podcast by me, Katrina Houghton, the Wellness Boss. Here, I will share with you tips, tricks, and interviews focused on the five pillars of health and wellness. These will include your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social well-being. I'm here to spark you with aha moments and dig out golden nuggets on habit change strategies that you can start adding into your life right now. What would it feel like to step into the very best version of you? Join me today in learning how to battle the chaos and blaze the trail as we power through this messy and magical journey called life. Just for today, don't get angry, don't worry, be grateful, work hard, be kind to others. Those are the Reiki principles. Hello, hello. We're here again this week, and I am excited to talk to you about your spiritual wellness. Personally, I've been a Reiki master since 2010, and Reiki was the first holistic modality that came to me in my late 20s. And I say that it came to me because I did not go seeking it. It actually came to me. And I would like to share my story. So in my early momhood, (laughs) I had my three kids. I think they were probably the All three of them were under the age of five, and my husband was gone a lot. And I have this darling friend who I have known her since I was 13 years old, and she's a very significant part of my life and my children's lives. And she sent the whole family crystals, clear quartz crystals, and her name is Crystal. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, Crystal from Crystal. And so I thanked her for giving me the gift. And she was like, Katrina, you need to hold the crystal in your hand and meditate. I was like, yeah, like I have time for meditating. And what is that? I wasn't really sure what meditating was. But, you know, the universe will align properly when things are meant to come to your life, come on your path for a reason. And magically, one night, I got the kids to bed really early. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm a little tired, but I don't need to go to sleep. I thought I'm going to try this meditation thing. So I held the crystal in my left hand and I sat down on my couch. I did some deep breathing. I grounded my feet. And then I was like, what do you do when you meditate? I'm like, well, there's something to do with like the top of your head. So I just kind of started breathing. And it was if my crown chakra opened up and this huge waterfall of light just flooded my head. And then I had a whole out-of-body experience. My body left my body. My soul left my body. And I kind of transported to this beautiful meadow. And I remember floating. And it was just, it felt so peaceful and bliss. And my body just felt like I wasn't tired. I had no pain. I felt amazing. And all of this light was shooting out of my fingertips and my toes and my tummy and my mouth. And I was just floating with all of this light, like filling me up or shooting out of me. I don't even know. It was magnificent. So it did happen quite quickly. And it was like, I went right back into my body. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And I thought, okay, I got to call Crystal. So I called her and I told her all about this mini meditation, probably took me all of like what, maybe five or 10 minutes. And Crystal was like, well, what color of light was coming out of you? And I was like, oh, it was white light. And she said, well, have you ever considered Reiki? And I was like, no. And I've heard of Reiki, but I didn't really know what it was. And so I thought, okay, well, it never even crossed my mind to go and have a treatment. I needed to research this. I needed to learn it. I needed to figure out what it is, and how to do it. And that was my mission. 
And again, as the universe will work with you to bring you what you need, the lessons that need to be taught, everything aligned perfectly and I was able to sign up for a workshop that was very close to my home, a weekend that my husband happened to be home, and it was affordable. So off I went to my very first Reiki level one course, and I was learning how to become a Reiki practitioner. Now, when I showed up, there was just myself and two other students in this class. And so the first, you know, the first portion of the class, so I think it was like at eight or nine in the morning until noon, we learned all of the history of Reiki. And I, I, so I've been taught and attuned to Yusui Reiki, and that is the Reiki that I currently do. Now there's many different forms, but rewinding to 2010, um, there was Yusui Reiki. So anyways, we learned all the history. We learned what Dr. Yusui did. We learned what Reiki is, what it can do, yada, yada. Then we got attuned. During my attunement, I felt nothing. By lunchtime, I was ready to leave. I'm like, this woman is a quack. I don't even know what I've signed up for. This is crap. I cannot believe I'm here. But because there was only two students in the class, I didn't want to be a jerk and just leave. So I thought, okay, well, you've paid. You're going to suck this up and spend the rest of the afternoon, you know, until four o'clock figuring out why I'm here. And after lunch, we were allowed to practice. So this is where the practicum part came in. And so um, the first, I guess, like after lunch, I got to play the client and the newly attuned student performed Reiki on me. And so I was laying on the massage table and she, you know, put her hands on me the way, you know, position one and then all the way down on my chakras. And uh, I was like, okay, I can feel her hands getting hot. But I was like, this is, this is lame. I'd rather have a pedicure. (laughs) And then it was my turn to be the Reiki practitioner. And so I was working on the other student. I'm like, okay, so here we go. She was laying on the massage table. And so I grounded myself and I, you know, was standing in gasho and I brought in all of the symbols and then I connected. And then as soon as I put my hands on her, there's position one, two, three. uh, It was like lightning bolts were striking me. If there is anything, you know, smacking me in the face saying, this is what you are meant to do. It was that day. I had waves of energy running up and down my arms, all over my body. It was coming up my arms, over my head, all the way down through my entire body. I have never felt that kind of electric current going through my body so intensely. And then all of a sudden, all this information started to do- started to download. And I have no, I can't even remember the girl's name. I have no idea who she is to this day. And I just started blurting out information and things that she needed to know. And so my Reiki master put her hand on my back and she was like, Katrina, Reiki is really gentle and calming. And I was like, well, I don't know what kind of Reiki you do, but what's happening inside me is wild. And then she said, well, are you psychic? And I was like, no. I'm like, I'd know if I was psychic, wouldn't I? The question is, do you? Would you know if you were psychic? Now, I never, ever tell people that I'm psychic and I don't advertise that I, like, you know, that I can do that kind of stuff. But it does happen. I can sometimes predict stuff. I can sometimes talk to people who have crossed over. But I don't like to say that I can do that all the time because I can't. So it happens sometimes, but it's never a reoccurring thing. So if people were to come to me for Reiki and they'd be like, oh, I want to talk to my crossed over loved one, or can you tell me about my future? The answer is no. 
But <laughs> during a Reiki session, sometimes that happens. And I have been pretty accurate. But that's just like a fluke. Anyways, so I finished off this Reiki session and the the amount of heat and the amount of downloads that were coming during that which basically propelled me into becoming a full-blown Reiki master. So I ended up taking level two, three, and master with the same teacher. I always tell my students that, you know, you don't have to do all of the levels with me and you should always go to whoever you're drawn to and whoever you feel comfortable with. And I know some people want to experience each level with a different Reiki master. For me, it was very important that I had all of the teachings from this particular master. And that was just my preference. Um, so I know some people like I've, I've, uh, met some students who have their level three and then they just need their master. So they come to me for their master teachings. And then some people have been with me from level one to master. And sometimes people will just take level one with me and then they might take level two or level three with someone else. And there is like no hard feelings with that whatsoever. It is what it is. And you go to who you are drawn to. So And speaking about, I share Reiki with you because this is the first modality that came to me. This was the beginning of my spiritual wellness journey. And it's important to highlight to find who or what you are drawn to. So some people love yoga, some love meditation, some love Reiki. And I encourage you to find a Reiki practitioner that you trust and feel comfortable with. And not everyone is aware of their gift and some practitioners you know, we're still kind of learning that and understanding that. Some just want your money (laughs) and some are unbelievable magic. And when I first started my Reiki journey, I would practice on my kids all of the time. At first I could feel color. Then I started to see shapes and shadows and it was as if a movie was playing in my mind's eye. I started to learn about chakras and that has been one of my gifts. So when I perform a Reiki session is the ability to feel or sense that chakra. I would tell people I can read your energy with my hands, if that makes sense. So sometimes I can sense heaviness and sadness. I can feel colors. Have you ever been able to feel a color? That happens when you're in Reiki energy. I can feel locks or wires that are tied tight on the lungs or throat, possibly wrapped around the heart. I usually detect wings and can feel another person's wings, so to speak. I'm really good at finding spirit animals. All three of my children know their spirit animal. They have known since, well, since 2010, since I discovered my gift. And I find that people usually have a spirit animal that walks with them all the time, like through through life. But then you also have a spirit animal that just kind of pops in here or there, which will help you on a journey or overcoming a situation or going through an event. So our animals do, you know, kind of pop in when they're needed. And I do have some friends who will be like, oh, Katrina, can you tap in and tell me what my spirit animal is? And I'm like, sure. It takes me like 20 minutes and I can do it via distance. I don't need to be with you. And distance Reiki actually has really evolved for me over the years. Anyways, so with a spirit animal connection, (laughs) you know, people are thinking, oh, I'm going to be like an owl or an eagle or a cheetah. And I'll connect and be like, oh, you're a dog or you're a horse or you're a baby deer. And they're like, what? (laughs) The disappointment. (laughs) But when you read the definition of what that spirit animal means, 
Now, then they're like, okay, this makes sense. So I'll just share with you. My spirit animal is an ostrich. And I was like, seriously, like a flightless bird. (laughs) But when I read the definition of spiritually connecting myself to the ostrich, I was like, oh my gosh, that is bang on. But then in my business, my spirit animal is frog. And then all three of my daughters, so my oldest is a wolf, my middle is a turtle, and my youngest is a snake. So, And that's been pretty cool um, to grow up and know and connect to, and they do feel very connected to those animals. When I teach a Reiki class, I always leave it to the student to discover their gift. And my Reiki has actually transformed now. The more I do it, the calmer it becomes. And I'm actually at the point now where... My clients feel the healing um, on a stronger level than I do. So I used to feel it really strongly, but now when I connect to a client, they're experiencing the healing taking place. They're having all of the feelings and the release and the energy, you know, the shivers and the waves run through them. And it's really calm for me now. And I think, I don't know, maybe that's just a maturity in my Reiki or it's because I've been doing it for so long. So this is how I've grown into becoming a Reiki master, and I've grown as a practitioner. But I want to tell you a secret. In all honesty, I am not a healer. You are. I am only the connector. You are the one that does the healing. And being a connector, I believe that this transforms into all of the work that I do as a health coach and a life coach. You do the work. I am your guide. And spiritual wellness can take place in many forms. I also believe it depends on what you are seeking. Meditation is great to expand your mind, seek internal answers, and hit another level of peace. Whenever I meditate, it brings me into a version of the familiar Reiki energy, and I find that my meditations are amplified with music and guidance, so I definitely need to have a guided meditation. I can't just sit and meditate. I have to have you know, kind of a little ritual that happens in order for me to raise into that other dimension and then hit a level of peace. I'll be honest, I don't do it as often as I should. I've also come to surrender to the idea that meditation can be done in many forms. So you can meditate during a shower, a bath, while cleaning the house, listening to music, walking, jogging, anything that puts your brain into autopilot. But personally, I find the most peace when I take time to quote unquote meditate. So if you're feeling resistance in life, that is usually a sign that your soul is out of alignment or when chaos is starting and you're feeling pulled in many directions. This is when soul searching comes in and spiritual wellness. Now I'm not a guru, but I'd like to share with you what has worked for me. So while giving Reiki certainly puts me into a better alignment, I also need additional help, and I will seek out people who can help me to expand my consciousness. I've worked very closely with Pamela Kale, who is a soul artist, recently wrote a book titled One Heart Wisdom, and you can find that on Amazon. You can connect with her to find out about her book or to book your very own soul portrait. I've had my portrait done, and it was an mind-blowing experience. The whole thing from meeting with her to watching her create my energy on canvas and to actually receiving it and touching it in the mail. It was a beautiful experience. And the whole reason that I actually sought out Pamela was because I had seen a bunch of her paintings. And what struck me, which was just like, I was starstruck. It was, I had this 
this, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like this hit, this force in the middle of my chest because the images that were on the canvas were visions that I had seen during Reiki sessions. And some of my Reiki sessions have been so powerful. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could paint or draw what I'm seeing. Because remember I was saying it kind of plays in a movie and it's like these visions come to me in my mind's eye. And as soon as I started seeing what I had seen in my visions during Reiki sessions on canvas, that made me reach out and connect to Pamela. And Pam and I have had an amazing relationship. So there's always a reason. Things happen, you know, for a reason. <laughs> I've also had my bars run by Wendy Kennedy, and that accesses different parts of consciousness. I had a girlfriend um, tell me that she would always go and get her bars run. And I was like, what is that? And um, again, like I didn't ha know anyone in Oromukdo that ran the bars. And it just kind of, it fell into my lap. Wendy actually works down the hall from me. So where I have my wellness clinic, she just has her own little clinic, um, you know, three doors down from mine. And so then I found out that she does running of the bars and she's run my bars now twice. And that has just propelled me and opened me up to a little bit more. So I've seen psychics and I've seen mediums. And if this is something that interests you, then I would love for you to reach out to me, send me an email or message me on Facebook. I would be happy to refer you to a few people depending on what you're seeking, because I find that different mediums do different things. And I've, I've seen a few <laughs> and I've had some different, actually, I've had very similar answers. A lot of them have told me the same thing, um, but some of the, you know, each of them are kind of different and unique in their own way. And I would love to refer you if uh, this is something that you're interested in. But a couple books that I want to bring to your attention if you are interested in spiritual wellness. So first of all, I would like to um, tell you about Essential Reiki by Diane Stein. And Essential Reiki is a book that I showcase and um, always recommend all of my students to start with. Diane Stein started publishing her books in the early 80s. And she was the first one to put Reiki symbols and their meanings in print. So before... When you wanted to become a Reiki master, you had to apprentice for two years. And I think it was about $10,000 or more, like 10 grand per year to apprentice. And you were not allowed to take any notes. That's why it took two years, because you had to watch and learn, watch and learn, watch, learn, practice, watch, learn, practice. And you were not allowed to take any notes. And trust me, the drawing of some of these symbols, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I had to practice and practice and practice. And then in the early 80s, Diane was like, I'm going to put this in print. So she was a little bold and amazing, and she's written quite a few books now. So there's, there's a series, but I always recommend starting with Essential Reiki. There's Energy Medicine by Donna Eden, and she goes in depth on energy medicine in your chakras, and her story's unbelievable. And then there's Theta Healing by Vienna Stibble, and that's accessing a seventh plane. So whenever I'm in Reiki energy, I'm always in the fifth plane. I haven't been able to hit that seventh plane yet of theta. I haven't tried really hard yet, but apparently that's out there as well. And uh, Vienna lays it out really nicely in her theta healing book. So I just wanted to throw those out, just to name a few. And I want to talk a little bit about chakras. So you may or may not be familiar um, with our main seven, and this is what I work with when I'm performing a Reiki healing. A side note here, reflexology is another holistic modality. However, I got into reflex because it has the ability to help heal a person physically and emotionally. 
and it also reduces pain. While I find that Reiki helps spiritually, emotionally, and physically, Reflex works with the energy meridians that run through your body, while Reiki focuses more on the chakras, your main energy centers. So reflexology also has the ability to activate your lymphatic drainage points, which is detoxing your body. I know we have a liver and our liver automatically detoxes anyways, but when you are activating your lymphatic drainage points, either through a lymphatic drainage massage, sweating, exercise, or reflexology, it just enhances the amount of detox. And that can be from food and environment. You know, we do need to continuously detox our body. It also puts you into a very relaxed state. And again, you heal most when you're in a relaxed state. I also want to bring a very important note here. It is important to understand that healing can hurt. And the more a person has to heal, the more painful it can be. I've actually had people come to see me for a treatment and then felt a hundred times worse the next day. And someone who is committed to their healing realizes that their soul, energy, and body is out of alignment and will continue with treatments, even if it's painful. And that's what reflexology and Reiki is, holistic treatments to help you heal and realign. And those who experience discomfort such as insomnia, headaches, migraines, irritability, and refuse to pursue their healing journey, well, you're stuck in that sick loop. And you can only heal when you are ready to accept healing. All right, back to chakras. So chakra is the Sanskrit word for wheel, and they are energy centers or vortex in your aura that regulate energy entering and flowing throughout the physical and energy bodies. They are energy structures, not physical organs. Chakras are composed of high-frequency energy strands. The life force is channeled to the physical body and its organs via the meridians and enters the body through the chakras. The health of your chakras depend on a combination of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual development, and of course, is individual for each person. Our chakras get damaged or become heavy when we experience emotional upsets such as conflicts, loss, or accident. Fear, anxiety, and stress are common causes of chakra illness or malfunction, and it is the disruption of the chakra and aura that create disease and disturb the energy balance. Psychological problems may cause congestion, obstructing flow of energy entering into or out of our chakras, and the amount of energy flowing through our chakras determines how well we function. Other names for energy include chi, ki, or prana. And we have seven main chakras that generate our body. Every chakra has a corresponding organ in our physical system. It governs an emotion and it has a color. Our first chakra is the root chakra, which is the color red. And this chakra is located at the base of the spine. The root chakra belongs together with the large intestine and the rectum. It also has a certain influence on the function of the kidneys. This chakra represents home, security, money, and safety. When your root chakra is healthy, you feel safe and grounded. When your root chakra is blocked, you feel lethargic, tired, lacking in energy, panic, depression, and you may even suffer from colon issues, lower back problems, inflammation, or bladder issues. An affirmation for your root chakra is to repeat, my energy is centered, grounded, and focused. I feel safe. Our second chakra is the navel or sacral chakra. The color is orange, and this is located in our lower belly, just below your belly button, more of your uterus for women, lower abdomen for men. And this belongs to the reproductive systems for both men and women. 
This chakra represents sexuality, social or relationships, emotions, and creativity. With a healthy sacral chakra, you feel balanced, empowered, and you can take creative risks. You embrace your sexuality. A blocked sacral chakra means you could have sexual and reproductive health issues, urinary or kidney problems, hip, pelvic, and low back pain, a constant fear of betrayal. A sacral affirmation would be, I am grateful for the body which supports and empowers me. Our third chakra is the solar plexus. It is yellow and located right under our ribs. This chakra governs the liver, gallbladder, stomach, spleen, and small intestine. It represents self-esteem, willpower, and determination. A healthy solar plexus chakra means that you will feel self-respect, self-compassion, and self-love. A blocked solar plexus will show up as digestive problems, chronic fatigue, and inner critic and constant fear of rejection. A powerful solar plexus affirmation that you can repeat is, I honor the power within me, I honor myself. And our fourth chakra is the heart chakra. And this chakra can either be green or pink. It belongs to the heart and arms. And this one is all about love. Love for yourself, for your family, your community, for your world. An imbalanced heart chakra will show feelings of joy and gratitude, love and compassion for those around you. And a blocked heart chakra could show up as asthma, upper back and shoulder problems, arm and wrist pain, overloving to the point of suffocation, jealousy and bitterness, and a fear of being alone. A great heart chakra affirmation is, I am worthy of love. And our fifth chakra is our throat chakra, which relates to the lungs and throat. This one is blue and clearly all about communication. A healthy throat chakra means you will feel articulate, honest, truthful, yet firm. A blocked throat chakra could mean thyroid issues, sore throats, ear infections, neck and shoulder pain, issues expressing yourself, and a constant fear of being out of control. A great throat chakra affirmation, I am expressing myself with clear intent. And our sixth chakra is our third eye, which relates to the brain, face, nose, eyes, and of course, our intuition. Those gut feelings, that's your sixth sense. The sixth chakra, right in between your eyes. And the color is indigo. An imbalanced third eye uh, means that you will feel focused and determined, but also open to receive advice and feedback from others. A blocked third eye could result in headaches, blurred vision, and eye strain, sinus issues, moodiness, and stubbornness. An affirmation for this chakra would be, actually, I don't have just one. I've got a couple. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have a few (laughs) because I couldn't pick just one. So here are your uh, sixth chakra affirmations. I see all things in clarity. I am open to the wisdom within. I can manifest my vision. I trust and follow my intuition. I'm connected to my true path and purpose. I am connected with the wisdom of the universe. And our seventh chakra is the crown, located at the top of your head. This one does not have a corresponding organ, but it is related to your whole being. And some will say that this color is purple or violet. Personally, I've only ever seen it white. And when working on the crown chakra at the end of a Reiki session, I always finish my treatments with the vision of white healing light flowing from my hands all the way through your entire body, like white hot lava clearing any blocks and filling your body with universal love and light. The crown chakra is all of you as a whole. 
An imbalanced crown chakra means that you have unshakable trust in your inner guidance. And a blocked crown means that you'll feel rigid thoughts, have analysis paralysis, and a constant fear of alienation. Or you might be feeling that you do not belong. A beautiful affirmation is I honor the divine in me, or I am guided by a higher power and inner wisdom. Our bottom three chakras, the root, sacral, and solar plexus, are all personal chakras, while our top four, the heart, throat, third eye, and crown, are the universal chakras. So if you feel that any of your chakras may be blocked or out of balance, then I highly recommend a Reiki treatment. I truly believe that Reiki is magic. I think I might actually do another spiritual wellness podcast on how you can protect your energy and cleanse your energy, as all of this comes into play when you are living in alignment and on purpose. Reiki is a stepping stone to achieving spiritual wellness and filling up your energy cup. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe and share this podcast. I invite you to join the Heart Centered Warriors Facebook group, and you can listen to all the podcast episodes on my website at thewellnessboss.com. Until next time, I'm sending you a personal shout out to raise your vibrations and do something today that sets your soul on fire.